Today's episode of the Mission Daily is all about mindsets, how to protect them, develop the best one, nurture them, grow them. And why? Because mindsets determine everything. They determine what you will try, what you won't try, your perception of life, your enjoyment of it, the richness of your relationships or the lack thereof. They're the catalyst for everything. And that's why we want to talk about them today. I'm excited. I can see this episode changing my mindset personally. Same here. And that's the fun thing about dialogue with someone else is that you can talk and through that dialogue and through listening and interaction, you can develop a new improved mindset. You can improve upon your ideas and you can ultimately leave the conversation energized, even though you might have expended energy in that conversation. And that's one of the most interesting things about relationships that I don't think gets shared or talked about enough is that if the relationship is dynamic, if both people are bringing their best ideas, their best conversations, their best pieces of advice or whatever, both people get empowered. And empowerment is a key to nurturing your mindset. Yep. Do you think our mindset will change by having two people watching us as we record this right now? Oh, definitely. Everything changes when you add observers, just like our live studio audience. We just got a new applause button installed in the studio. So let me try to see if it works. I don't know. So let's, let me push the button. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) I like that. This is awesome. All right. I just need to think of a really corny joke now. Well, I, I, so I only got one applause button, babe. Sorry about that. Oh, just for you? Yeah. So I thought I would have it on my side of the table just because, you know, my laughs, my jokes actually get real laughs. Well, I'll, I'll press it if the joke is, is really good, but if it's not, then I might hold back. All my jokes are good. Yeah. Okay. So the button works. That's awesome. Big shout shout out to our live studio audience. Everybody gets a Cadillac today. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, (laughs) I'm just kidding. But you do. We do have a special prize for all the listeners in the audience today. And that is an all expense paid trip to cloudy San Francisco. Yep. We we are taking them up to SF for the first time, right guys? You haven't been there? We have not. not. They have not been to San Francisco, and we are taking them to see the world. Cool. And we're going to stay on the uh, outskirts and hit all the best spots that are secret. So there's a great quote about mindsets. I'm going to butcher this gentleman's name, but he was a Roman slave, I think. Publius Sirius. Sounds right. And I always reflect on this quote. Would you have a great empire rule over yourself? And when we think about mindset... It's easy to look outward and think if this person brought better ideas or something like that, my mindset would be better. If people encouraged me more, my mindset would be uplifted. When in reality, the hardest person to protect your mindset is you. You're the final arbiter of the thoughts you think or the thoughts that you choose to think about and interact with and decide are these ideas me or am I going to let these ideas go? Will these ideas define me or Will I look at that never-ending stream of ideas that streams across my consciousness and pick out the most useful ones? What am I going to do with them? And that's the starting point of good mindset. Who says the quote, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change? I actually remembered a quote now, but I don't know who said that. Do you? I don't know. I think so many different people have said that. Attributed to many, but I will say that's my own quote now. Courtesy (laughs) of Stephanie Postles. that's That's a bold statement. I'll steal a quote. Would you have a great empire? Use quotes as your own. And many people... (laughs) Hey. Many people uh, do. So there's a great book called 
mindset by Carol Dweck. And I think that all of the talk online today about mindset is either directly or inspired by Dr. Dweck's work. And her research basically showed that there are two different types of mindsets. And this is a gross generalization, but it is very useful. So there are fixed mindset individuals who typically dread failure because it's a negative statement of their basic abilities. These are the type of people that don't realize that the purpose of intelligence is to constantly come face to face with the fact that you're stupid, that you're ignorant. And that's okay. That's what intelligent people do is they realize how little they know again and again and again. The only thing is they don't view that as a failure. They view that as very valuable feedback. Whereas fixed mindset people tend to view that as a critique about who they are. So And they get really defensive when they do run into something that feels hard and it feels embarrassing in front of other people. Automatically turn defensive and like, I'm not even doing that. Like that's just not something that even needs to be done. Yeah. And the exciting thing is when you're embarrassed in front of other people, when you maybe don't know a word, when you attempt something and don't quite reach that goal and other people see you and laugh at you or something like that, that's not something that matters at all. That's basically something that is very valuable to you because you will always remember that experience and it will inform and help remind you of what to do differently in the future so you don't fail again. Whereas other people, they're not thinking about you. They might get a lot of enjoyment out of seeing you fail or seeing you slip and fall in the moment, but they're going to forget that. And ultimately people remember the things that you do that are good, or maybe they're going to, maybe they will remember the things you did that were bad, in which case you'll have valuable information about who you don't want to hang around anymore. So either way, there's no shame and embarrassment. And it's something that if you're not continually embarrassing yourself and coming face to face with your limits again and again, you're never going to find out what they are. And you're never going to be challenged to grow. And you're never going to have that reminder that what I'm doing isn't good enough or what I'm doing is riddled with errors. And finding out that what you're doing is riddled with errors is what's going to inspire you to get better. Yeah. So when it comes to getting better, we have a great place to do that. The Twilio Signal Conference coming up in October. Shout out to... Yes, thank you. I tried really hard on that one. I was thinking about it for a good minute. But yeah, so check out the conference in San Francisco this October. It's going to be the customer and developer conference of the year. And you can get 20% off your conference tickets today if you go to signal.twilio.com and use the promo code MISSION20. So So check it out and see us there. So how do you figure out first if you have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? How do you identify it? And then what do you do to change it if you find out, uh oh, I'm in the bad one? (laughs) Just a quick caveat there. So growth is the opposite of the fixed mindset. So either you have a growth mindset or you have a fixed mindset. And again, it's a generalization. You can have whatever mindset, you can call it whatever you want. But for this purpose of, you know, this episode and talking about it, there's growth and there's fixed. And growth is where you realize that the limits to your abilities are outside of you. You don't know what they are and you aren't going to come even close to them until you yeah, start to really, really push yourself. So, Okay. But how would you know if you had a fixed mindset? I feel like most people, if they do have that mindset, they don't know. I think it's like the Dunning-Kruger effect where typically the smartest people are the ones who doubt themselves and are pretty worried about their abilities, where some of the less intelligent individuals are the ones who never question their abilities and they don't realize that they don't ever consider the possibility that they might just be slow. So (laughs) uh, unfortunately, is there hope for these people or 
I don't know. Oh I, I think that uh, it's something that it's a challenge for each person. Every, every single person is different. And it's something that is definitely a choice. So when you encounter this information, you're probably we're all prone to developing some type of fixed mindset over time. And the next book in the book club is called The Courage to Be Disliked. And it's about the psychology and experiments and research of Alfred Adler, who was a big inspiration for the book. And he goes way, way beyond what Freud and Jung were talking about. And he's the book has already completely started to show me how much of a fixed mindset I had. And so I was somebody who thought I had a growth mindset. In reality, I think I was probably way more fixed in my thinking in that I thought things were fairly linear, things were determined by past events. And I had kind of fallen into this deterministic trap where I was thinking that my past actions, my past thoughts, and my past mindset were the primary predictors of my future mindsets. And Alfred Adler's work is pretty challenging. And it's, anyways, for me, exposed the limits of my own mindset. So I'm calling this all into question. And I don't know the right answer here, but I do know it's something that everyone has to explore because no one else is going to explore this for you. And each of our own realities are pretty subjective. We want to get to objective truth and interact with others and find out what's going on in the world, how to solve things, how to make things better. But we're all trapped by our own limitations, our own subjective experience. And it's a real challenge, but it's something that if you don't really seek to figure out what's going on and solve the mystery of your own existence, of your own mindset, nobody else will. Got it. So maybe everyone has a piece of, a little bit of piece of fixed mindset. We definitely oscillate between the two. And it's something that we just have to continually make that choice of choosing the better mindset, leaving the old one behind and realizing that the one that we are leaving behind isn't going to determine the one we develop in the future unless we let it. And that's kind of the the easy part and the, the hard part. The biggest impediment to this, I think this is important of bringing up, is fear. There's always going to be fear in our own heads, in other people's heads, and especially, like we talked about last episode, in the news and in digital media. This is a medium that has been hijacked by fear, and it's something that we always have to supplant with faith. And there's a great quote I want to read about fear. So throughout every generation of the human race, there has been a constant war, a war with fear. Those who have the courage to conquer it are made free, and those who are conquered by it are made to suffer until they have the courage to defeat it, or death takes them. That's by Alexander the Great. That is not a quote for the tame or the faint of heart. heart. (laughs) That's good. But you know this is true. And if you have seen people who are old, who are trapped by fear and they've made that choice every day of their life. It's a really, really sad situation. Like not taking any steps to do anything different because of the unknown Basically, type of fear. Yeah. And fear is the type of mindset that they worship day in and day out. That's the type of mindset that they cultivate, that they develop. And this, I think the saddest part is a lot of these individuals think that they are being rationalistic. They think that they're being objective. A lot of them, when challenged with somebody who brings positivity and light and brevity to a situation, they react to it very, very viscerally. They get emotional and they kind of view all of that as being naive. 
And I think that's just really, really sad, but we've all seen those individuals. And it's something that if you continually make that choice over time, it becomes a habit. And then after a habit, it becomes an addiction. And I think fear is probably the addiction that most people are suffering from the most. And it's something that is an alibi for achievement. You can always go back to it. You can always say, well, I was just being prudent at the time. And when in reality, you might just be a coward. And that's, I speak from personal experience. We're all cowardly sometimes. We're all courageous. And the challenge is to keep choosing courage. And that's what's going to inform your mindset. Keep leaving fear behind. Yeah, I think just stepping out of your comfort zone into experiences all the time is the way to push past that. I'm even thinking about, just like we were talking about in the past episode, moving out here and just us kind of like, I know you always wanted to, but I did not. And just jumping into it and being like, we'll figure it out. Like I was can- pretty nervous about it though. You didn't seem nervous. Yeah, I mean, it's something where if you project outward that you're that you're nervous, you're going to definitely it's going to taint the mindset of others. And I don't want to infect anyone else with fear. When I'm feeling fear, I think I'm just trying to do more and more of transmuting it to a higher and a better emotion, and really trying to become a chief emotional officer of myself and regulate the type of emotions that I let out into you know, the world and and my relationships, because I definitely don't want to be known as the person that is the uh, ultimate buzzkill and brings fear, uncertainty and doubt to situations. That's a a horrible thing. Nobody wants that. Yeah. And I think a lot of times you can just set up like, if I do this and it doesn't end up turning out, okay, there's always these other options. That's what I always would tell myself because then you're, you're jumping into something brand new, something that maybe scares you, but also feeling in the back of your mind, like, okay, this isn't that big of a risk that a lot of people might think it is because there's always, you know, you can always come back. You can always change your job or go back to your old role. You can always do whatever. I mean, if you're, if a business fails, like there's always other opportunities that you can jump into. So it's not like the end of, you know, the world. Thank thank you. I was wondering what you were doing with your finger on the table. I I told you I had the button installed. I didn't know what you were doing. I was like, oh, are we trying? Pushing the applause button. Okay. Good job, audience. But Yeah. So that's exactly what I would always tell myself when it came to new experiences that yes, this feels scary, but if you don't feel scared and the experiences you're choosing, you're probably not doing something big enough. If you don't feel like this could completely wreck your life, you're probably not doing something big enough. Whoa. (laughs) Sorry. That's how I always, you know, I always view it as like, what are we going to do if we come out here and we have a baby and we don't have family support and we don't have any friends? And what if I don't like my job? We're going to ball out of control and fix it. (laughs) I mean that too, but you know, just being like, well, we could just move back. We could just find a nanny. We'll meet friends. We'll go to meetups. We'll do what we need to do. Yeah, and just And then if none of that works, then you just move back home. And by setting that up, it made it very easy for me to take a leap into something that felt very scary yeah. and not look back. And now it's like, Whew, what would I have done if, I, if we didn't do that? I'd still be working at a lame job in D.C. <laughs> hating life. <laughs> and another fun thought experiment that I use when I'm encountering fear and deciding if I'm going to do something or if I'm not going to do something, or if I'm being whiny about something and not basically just solving things instead of just, you know, retreating from things, if I'm not going on the offensive enough, is that if you look at human history, I think in the span of when homo sapiens have been around, there have been roughly nine ice ages or something like that. So nine times in the history of our species, humanity has managed to survive ice ages that have enveloped the entire globe. So our food supply has been radically cut off. There was no medicine. 
there were no shoes. I mean, they're crude shoes, but basically like sandals. And yeah, these people managed to survive. They didn't drop the ball. They got us here successfully. So what are we complaining about? So our ancestors would not be excited thinking that we were agonizing over the choice to come come out here. They would also not be able to speak intelligently to us in anything other than grunts. But um, That'd be pretty interesting. We could have a whole podcast episode with grunts. Yeah. Connect with our prior beings. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a really fun, I think sci-fi is a great place to expand your mindset and really cause it to become plastic and grow. And one of my favorite sci-fi books is Dune. You guessed it. And I was about to say, I had a feeling you would bring Dune back up. In Dune, there is the litany against fear that the Bene Gesserits and many of the elite families train themselves to recite. So whenever fear comes up in their mind, whenever they encounter this mental bug in their operating system, they've been trained to recite this litany and then in their imagination, figure out where the fear came from in the first place, figure out the source, then cut it off. And here's the litany against fear. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. That's so great. whether you choose to remember that litany or recite it, I think it's really, really good to have an aphorism or a saying or something that you come back to when you're feeling fearful. I love it. All right. That's a great way to wrap up the episode today. Thanks again to our sponsor, Twilio Signal Conference, for sponsoring this episode of the Mission Daily. We really appreciate it. And if you have not rated and reviewed the podcast yet, please do. That helps everyone else find our episodes and gets the word out there. And also, if you want us to talk about anything in the future, give us a shout out on yeah, Twitter. At the, at the Mission HQ. Facebook. Yep. At Chad Grills, at Steph Postals. And yeah, let us know what's going on. And the other thing that we really appreciate too is sharing with a friend. So if a specific episode has impacted you, if you think it's useful, if there's maybe a friend in your own life who has a mindset that's like not so good, maybe they're just falling into hard times or something, send them a link to this episode. Or if they have a really bad mindset, don't because yeah, we don't really <laughs> want them listening. So shout out to our live studio audience. Really appreciate your- Anna, Brian. Your help. <laughs> you guys are great. I think I want them here every time. Yeah, definitely. All yeah, right. I don't think the button works unless they're here. So. Aw, boo. <laughs> but thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time on The Mission Daily. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.